From Caroline Bay to Tiana Māori Rock Art, the Egg and Tai Gallery to the Pleasant Point Railway, Timaru is a byword for holiday fun. On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we explore the heart and soul of Timaru, its seaside allure and cultural jewels before checking out the many hidden gems across the South Canterbury hinterland. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Welcome aboard to another fresh edition of Kiwi Tripsters. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Very good to have you aboard. Nice to see you, Mr. Yardley. And this edition, we are exclusively focused on the fabulous South Canterbury. Let's start on the shoreline of Timaru. Uh, what about Caroline Bay? That's supposed to be amazing. They've also got great carnivals that happen there every year. They do. And I tried to work out, Chris, how many of those Caroline Bay carnivals I've been to. I reckon I've been to 25 of them. Uh, generally, they kick off straight after Christmas around Boxing Day and run until mid-January. I think I've probably won about 25 Griffin Sampler Biscuit Boxes. Love a good Griffin Sampler Biscuit Box. (laughs) They have very good prices on the chocolate wheel, but I am actually a bit sick of the Griffin Sampler. One year you gave me a box of those. Were they just a free thing? No, I gave those to you before Christmas, and they weren't the years before. Just making sure you're not too stingy. (laughs) Thank you. But, uh, yeah, the Caroline Bay Carnival would be one of the oldest beach carnivals in New Zealand. It will celebrate its 110th anniversary this summer. And there's a lot of old school carnival fun uh, in Timaru. Uh, they, they've got obviously, you know, the Ferris wheels and thrill rides and sideshows, uh, talent quests. They still crown an annual Miss Caroline Bay. Um, and so this, they should. Yes, indeed. They even have like a little master Caroline Bay competition. Good on them. I think I'm too old for that now. Um, but the Sound Shell uh, down on the bay hosts fantastic live gigs every day of the carnival. So it runs for two weeks. Um, it certainly is a fantastic attraction. Caroline Bay is modelled on uh, an English seaside resort, isn't it? That's right. One of the first in New Zealand to be modelled uh, like that. And when you go to Timaru, no matter the time of year, I think you soon realise that it's a city that lives and breathes the sea. Uh It's absolutely based around the sea. And Caroline Bay um, is absolutely tailored for a lot of family fun. Mm. Then they've got um, all sorts of other sort of confections like uh, the acclaimed Trevor Griffith's Rose Garden. And if you're into your roses, uh, Trevor Griffith's was a god because um, he had a collection of old roses that was once the third biggest in the world and it very much formed the basis for the Rose Garden at Caroline Bay. There's also some amazing coastal walks. There's one that I've done before. It's just north of the bay, and I can't think of the name, but it's beautiful. That's right. Yeah, Benvenue Cliffs. Benvenue Cliffs, that's it. Uh, yeah, so when you're standing on the beach at Caroline Bay and you look north, those are the cliffs you're looking at, and they're beautiful the way they wrap around the mm, shoreline. And great 
for taking some photos too for the old Instagram and your Facebook, right? Definitely, yeah. The best bay views are up from those cliff tops, and there's some really cool history up there. Uh, Blackett's Lighthouse. I love this lighthouse. It looks like something straight out of a postcard. It's built in Kauri, and it's one of the last standing timber lighthouses in New Zealand. And from there, the Benvenu Cliffs track links up with the Dashing Rocks track, and that leads you further north along the shoreline to the most amazing natural formation. Essentially, ancient lava flows that spill into the sea and they've formed a rocky shelf of basalt columns and all sorts of whimsical shapes. Pre-European times, Māori would fish off these rocks. They were then used as like a whaling uh, lookout point. But um, just the, the pure drama of the shape mm. of these rocks makes it a really cool spectacle. Yeah, it's, it, it is lovely. And the local hospitality offerings, can we just first of all talk about food? Can we talk about custard squares in particular? Because I know you love your custard squares. This is probably the best custard square yeah. on the planet. I think it is. And it can be quite expensive, but it's worth every drop. The we're Den about, Heath. Yes. And we're talking yeah. about a custard square that has like a little wee layer of plastic around it because yes. it's so delicate and beautiful. Exclusive. That it kind of needs its <laughs> own little wee house, doesn't it? It does. To yeah. sit in. Yeah, absolutely. They were first made in Pleasant Point, about 20 minutes from Timaru, but the factory, the Den Heath uh, factory, is now in Timaru, and they've actually diversified their offerings. So if you go into any tea rooms in Timaru, for example, you'll see that there are a number of really nice sweets that are all um, with the Den Heath label, but the Custard Square, the original, you can't go wrong. Um, by the way, if you're up for a bit of nightlife in Timaru, Hector Black's Lounge Bar is an absolute thriller. Why? And I reckon it would be a thriller in any big city in the world. It is so cool. It is just really quirky. It uh, brims with leather couches. So it's got this really nice homely feel. And then you look around the walls and you realise that it's very, very eccentric. It's sort of like an art gallery and a, and a lounge all in one. All sorts of really wacky art pieces. It is absolutely packed to the gunnels with taxidermy, including um, sort of like a vertical standing up pig um, with a mug who okay. is just inside the front door. It is absolutely packed with stuffed animals. Hector, by the way was a Jack Russell who died several years ago, the owner's dog, Hector. And Hector's son, Nash, the Jack Russell, now has run of the place. So when you go in there, like I ordered up a cocktail, sat down on a really snug uh, leather couch, and Nash just sidled up next to me. It is the coolest place, and they have lots of live gigs and auctions and all sorts of events there. By the way, if you're up for some posh dining, right across the road, the Oxford is just the most beautiful restaurant. Service is sparkling. The cuisine is high-class comfort food. Um, lots of local produce, really fresh full-bodied flavours. The duck wontons, I reckon, would be the best wontons I have had anywhere in the world. They are that wow. good. Um, and for my main, I had a Cuban pork, which was absolutely superb, uh, obviously very spicy. But, yeah, that place is open for brunch, lunch and dinner. Um, they've also got a standalone bar, the Oxford. It's an absolutely radiant experience.
This is Kiwi Tripsters. Now, history runs very deep in Timaru, and a walk down the main street really does illustrate this, doesn't it, Mike? I love the main street of Timaru. It's it just, I don't know, it just reminds me of true New Zealand. When I was uh, driving, well, not me personally driving, but going to um, Dunedin with my parents when I was a kid, we'd always stop for lunch in Timaru, would always drive down and walk around the, the main street. There's something very Kiwi about it. And the people mm. are so nice, so friendly. It's a really bustling city centre. It is actually, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's a city with a real heartbeat. Mm. Um, I've always loved the main street, Stafford Street, at Christmas time because you know I'm a Christmas oh, freak. Oh, and they actually do a really good decoration. Oh, my you goodness. You are so right about that. They they're, make an effort. They do. And those decorations that, um, they're like garlands, really, that go across the street and they're all lit up at night. They're really old, but they're still going. Yeah, and they are good. When I was down there a couple of weeks ago, I said to the marketing manager at Venture Timaru, I really like your Christmas decorations, and all the locals do. They're just mm. so adored, those decorations. Um, but the thing about Stafford Street, which is really worth surveying quite meticulously on a stroll next time you're there, the architecture is extraordinary, and I reckon Timaru is totally underrated for its architecture. I mean, everyone knows about Omaru and you mm, know the beautiful yeah, white stone, stone buildings there. But when you walk down Stafford Street, you just look at the building facades, and it's just the most incredible parade of ornate Edwardian and Victorian architecture, really stirring stuff. And then on the side streets as well, it, it continues. And it's just so complete it is mm. like a complete collection of historic architecture all of the way down Stafford Street. And because Timaru is quite an undulating city, you know, you sort of roll up and down those hills as you go through the city, um, that sort of, I think, adds to the appeal of Stafford Street because it does have that undulation to it as well. There are some fabulous independent stores, some really funky boutiques in the CBD. Uh, some places that I would suggest you check out Check out if you're into a bit of retail therapy. Maxshaw Menswear is an absolute icon of Timaru. It is. Even I've been in there a few times. Have you really? Yep. Yeah, they've been going for donkeys. Um, Serendipity, Heirlooms, Tuesday Store and Black & Co. Um, and if you like your cupcakes... Uh, Millie Rose does the most fantastic uh, selection of very extravagant cupcakes. What's your favourite building? I reckon it's probably the 1870s Landing Services building and it's next to the old railway station. It's a two-storey bluestone gem cleaved out of volcanic basalt rock and it just looks so stately and storied. And this mm. is the building that used to service the boats that rode in and out to the moored vessels to transport their goods to shore before Timaru developed a proper port. So... There's just so much history with this building and you can still see the three double doorways uh, where the boats would have, you know, been drawn inside back in the day. And outside on the forecourt, the most stunning statue of the pioneering Timaru businessman, Henry Kane, who operated um, Timaru's first landing service in 1857 before he became mayor. I'm surprised it's still standing in this, in this day and age. Good That's on him. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one stay, shall we? Yes. Um, what about other cultural highlights, Mike? Well, Gore, as we've talked about on Kiwi Tripsters, is very proud of its eastern southern gallery and that vast stash of hauteries. By the way, if you are going to Gore, that gallery's been closed for a couple of months. It is due to reopen closer to Christmas. But not to be outdone in Timaru, they are home to one of New Zealand's biggest 
private art museums. It's called the Egentai Gallery. By private, I mean this was a private collection of art that um, belonged to the Grants, who were Mackenzie country farmers, and they were avid art collectors. And they gifted their whole stash, including the family mansion where where it's housed, to the local community. So it's now um, free to enter, and they've just got the most incredible trove of works from the likes of Colin McCann, Francis Hodgkins, Charles Goldie, they all feature. Um, The South Canterbury Museum, by the way, which is also free to enter, has the most awesome replica of Richard Pierce's flying machine dangling from the ceiling. It looks so cool. It looks like it's about to take off. Um, But the biggest cultural drawer in Timaru, I think, is... Tiana, and you'll find that in the Landing Services building. It is the Māori Rock Art Centre, and it gives you a really good introduction to what were essentially New Zealand's first art galleries, rock art, uh, in those limestone caves. And uh, those caves served as a canvas for Naitahu and its predecessors over hundreds of years. There's eight artworks in the centre that were actually cut from the limestone over a century ago, but nothing beats seeing the rock art in the flesh mm. in a limestone cave, and you can take a oh, guided wow. field trip to a rock art That's site. That's pretty cool. How many Māori uh, rock art sites are there? Well, I was staggered by this, Chris. My Naitahu rock art guide, Sue, said to me that across the mainland, they have recorded 600 rock art sites. Most of them are in the South Canterbury area, in river valleys with limestone cliff overhangs. Um, And pre-European Māori would shelter in these overhangs or caves while they were on a mission to gather food. And back in the day, the rivers were their highways, you know, as part of their Mahinga Kai. So generally, across the mainland, wherever a river runs, if there's limestone in the valley, you'll probably find rock art. And we went to the most incredible rock art site in the Opahi Valley, which is about 20 minutes from Timaru. Um, The really good thing about the rock art sites today is that most of them are actually on private farmland, which protects them from vandalism. And the one at Opahi Valley, which I went to with Sue, is of the Opahi Tanifa, which was actually immortalised on our postage stamp some years ago. It is the most massive rock art drawing. The Tanifa is five metres long across the cave ceiling. And it was originally painted in ochre red, but at some stage later on it was then touched up in black charcoal pigment Who did it, who touched it up, and when, all remains a mystery. And that's probably part of the story, isn't it? Absolutely. Just ahead, Mike talks to a couple of locals about their love affair with this lovely city. Plus, we'd head into the hinterland of South Canterbury. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Surrounded by lush pasture and backed by the majestic spine of the Southern Alps, Timaru is a thriving seaside city jam-packed with family holiday fun, heritage attractions and stirring cultural jewels. From Caroline Bay to Tiana Māori Rock Art, the Tai Gallery to the Pleasant Point Railway, inject Timaru into your self-drive holiday plans this summer. We love Timaru.nz. 
Joining us from Venture Timaru is the Operations Manager, Dai Hay. Great to have you aboard, Dai. And great to be part of this too. Dai, I know that uh, for all of the country, uh, we've been ravaged by the age of COVID. What about for Timaru? How well has the city and the region weathered the storm this year? Well, we actually have been not as badly affected as some other places. And a lot of that's to do with our agriculture and manufacturing based economy. We've just been quietly going on and it's been business as usual for many of our businesses. Of course, the hospitality and some of the tourism operators have been more affected and the retailers as well. But we're quietly doing okay, which is quite nice. That's fantastic. And I mean, when I was in Timaru just a few weeks ago uh, with your fine hospitality, I thought there was a really good bustle to the town. There was a good hustle to the town. There seems to be a good spirit around the place. That's right. And that is because that we haven't been doing as badly. We're not as badly affected as some of the areas, like, for instance, those have been um, really decimated by the tourism, the lack of the internationals in the Mackenzie, our neighbours, or down in Queenstown as well. We've just been quietly getting on with it. And one of the things to do with Timaru too is that we always need more people to come and live and work here to fill the jobs. So we have job vacancies. And other places around the country, they're saying, gosh, people are losing their jobs and things. Well, we've got pay places that can't get enough people to work for them at the moment. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, well, the message is out there now, Di, so you might be deluged. (laughs) Um, Excellent. Excellent. Look forward to it. (laughs) With summer approaching, obviously a lot of um, waterside destinations around New Zealand uh, are mindful that um, uh, the cruise ships are going to be conspicuous by their absence. Obviously, cruise has become part of the the tourist landscape in Timaru in recent years. Is it a big factor in your visitor mix? No, it hasn't been a big factor. Um, we were just building on it. So I guess in some ways we were a little bit disappointed that we were just kind of, kind of finding our feet and really building on it. And now it's on a hold for a little while. Hopefully there'll be some New Zealand cruises happening soon and certainly I know that that's what the cruise industry is working towards. But our port, Prime Port Timaru and Venture Timaru have been working to um, do what we can to attract the cruise visitors. We are keen to have them. For us, we became a very authentic kind of stop along the route. We were the ones that they hadn't really heard of, to be fair, because we we totally acknowledge Timaru isn't a bucket list on people's tourism destination around the country, but we're that quiet little achiever and we are authentic New Zealand, and that's what some of the cruise passengers really enjoyed. Um, They could walk down the main street, and we're the kind of place that if you're walking down the main street and you're holding a map and you're looking around as though you don't know where to go, Locals will stop and say, hey, do you need a hand? Can I help you? And I had people, because I know I did that, I helped people who looked as though they needed some direction, and they were like going, oh, my gosh, this is one of the friendliest places I have ever been to. It's like stepping back in time for some of those internationals in terms of the engagement of the locals. And the other thing is, too, is we know very well that we are the cruise point that is the closest point to Auraki Mount Cook, which is a bucket list Um, not only for New Zealanders, but for internationals as well. So people could get there and get up to Lake Tekapo as well from here on a day trip from the cruise industry. So in the future, we expect they'll come back. We were tending towards the smaller vessels, so the four, five, six hundred um, passenger vessels, so this high-end market, because that ended up being what it was um, attractive to the cruise companies. So that was manageable for us for Timaru as well. 
Fantastic. Actually, you mentioned Aoraki Mount Cook. I've always been fascinated that, um, and I hadn't appreciated this until recent years, for a lot of people living in Timaru, they can look out their window and see that mountain, which is a, a pretty cool thing. Exactly. It's a glimpse, but we can definitely see it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Timaru for me has always been a byword for summer, living in Christchurch. Um it's been such a tractor beam for so many family holidays in my family circle over the years. And I guess um, from, from a beachside perspective, one of the calling cards about Timaru is that once you're south of Christchurch, you'll struggle to find a sandy beach if you don't go to Caroline Bay, right? Is that why it's such a, a winner with families? Probably. It is. It's an easy beach. It's a lovely family beach. And, you know, you can let the kids kind of run wild on the beach and they're, they're pretty safe. It's a it's a safe place to go to. It's a safe destination. And it is very much the jewel in our crown. You know, when people think of Timaru, they think of Caroline Bay and it's right on the edge of the CBD and you can walk in between um, the CBD and the beach easily. So it's something that um, sometimes, to be fair, in Timaru, we take a little bit for granted, because it's the ease of access, we can be there easily. You know, people go for time walks from the CBD. That's their lunch break. They walk around the beach and back again and stuff. But for visitors um, to come and be able to access it, it's a lovely, gentle beach, lovely for the young kids. And, of course, the little blue penguins are there in the evenings as well, so you can get the free viewings of the penguins down the port end of the beach too. Yeah, that's amazing. Um if I come to Timaru and I'm looking for some legendary local hospitality, maybe a bit of retail therapy, give us a few quick tips, uh, Di, as to your go-tos. What would be your pet picks? Well, where do I start? Here we go. Here's the pitch, isn't it? Um, if you were looking for a breakfast or a lunch, uh, one of the cool places in town to go to would be Arthur Street Cafe for a nice, wonderful breakfast. You you know, eggs, Benny and all the variations. Also Replenish Cafe in the middle of town, which highlights local fare in particular. Out at Geraldine, um, which is about a 40-minute, 35, 40-minute drive from Timaru, running dark barkers of Geraldine. And if you're coming down from Christchurch, and many people are travelling on that state highway, at Orari, um, there's the Maisami Cafe, which is definitely worth stopping at too. Lunches and brunches, things like that there. Dinner, Mike, the Oxford. What do you think? Yes. We took you there. Oh, I still am dreaming about that Cuban pork I ate. It was oh, just incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the team at the Oxford do it so well. Their front of house, their um, their chefs, they just do a fantastic job there. They are top end in terms of what they do. Also, um, there's the Spates Ale House and Street Food Kitchen is really popular. Kind of, it's it's street food from all sorts of parts of the world, and they have different themes for different months. And of course, if you're going out for a drink, then you have to go to Hector Black's. Absolutely a one-of-a-kind bar, and I think no matter what destination Hector Black's was in, whether it was in London um, or Lumsden, it yes. would be a rock star. You know what I mean? It's just so unique and fabulous and authentic. Yeah, it's so quirky, isn't it? And you walk, wander in there and you like go, oh, we know that people do this. They walk and they go, this is Timaru. This is little regional <laughs> New Zealand. Are you kidding me? And <laughs> It's just quirky. It's unusual. For those who've never heard of it before, Hector um, is a dog. It was named after the dog of the owners who is now kind of no longer with us, as in he's dead, but he's stuffed mm. and he's in the mm. bar. <laughs> mm. 
I had a cocktail next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's even his family tree on the wall in the bar if you want to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it is just brilliant. Look at there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you've got a huge amount of other attractions beyond the city limits across South Canterbury. What, uh, when it comes to regional attractions, would top the list for you, Di? Te Ara Māori Rock Art sites around the um, region. Now, we have the Te Ara Māori Rock Art Centre in Timaru, which is a fantastic interactive centre, and it gives you a little bit of a starter for the history of the rock art, which they say these little... Um, oh gosh, what do you call them? Um, the sites around the region are like the original art galleries of New Zealand. That's how they try to give people context to what they're like. But um, you can go to some that are just easily accessed for the general public. But the really special thing is to go on a guided tour from the um, Rock Art um, site, uh, the Rock Art Centre in town, and go to a guided tour and really learn the history of the places. So that would be one of the top really special features um, for South Canterbury and the Timaru district as well. Absolutely. Um, and also, uh, yes. if I'm thinking, Auraki Mount Cook, of course, the bucket list item, you can do that as a day trip from here. It takes about an hour and three quarters to get there, but you can go there and come back. And then when you come back to town, you know, indulge in some of the uh, local hospitality, which, you know, as you did, Mike, and enjoyed. Um, the other thing, too, that people really like around here are the coastal walking tracks and the cycling tracks and things. And it, again, it's easy access, it's easy for different ranges. You don't have to be a mountaineer to do these things. It's an easy stroll. You can take a 15-minute stroll. You can take an hour stroll and then head up to the Bay Hill for sunset drinks. You know, it's um, the thing about Timaru is it's, it's easy. It's easy to do a variety of things. And we do pitch ourselves as a great family destination, also a great family place to live too for all of those reasons. But, um, yeah, it, it's an easy thing to do a whole variety um, of things, whether you want to go inland to explore the Mackenzie country or do more of the coastal side of things. Totally. It is such a wonderful launch pad. And there are so many hidden gems in the hinterland. I mean, I was fascinated about the story of Ted's Bottle. So if you're heading, let's say, from Timaru to the Waimati region, um, at the Waiha Forks Hotel, Ted's Bottle is still sitting on the bar. And Ted was a local farmer who went to war in World War II, um, left his beer bottle open at the bar to say, I'll have this when I come home. He never returned to New Zealand. He's buried in Crete, but the bottle has been preserved there, which is just such a fabulous little nugget of Anzac history, really. And um, and true, it speaks, you know, to the truth of New Zealand's hinterland and and all good things that we associate with the countryside. I, I just love those little stories, and there's lots of those across South Canterbury. So, um, yeah, uh, man, there's so much to explore in your part of the world. Mm. And when you do it, you probably need to finish off in the afternoon with the Den Heath Custard Square. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> the legend. The legend. And there's a variety of Den Heath delights now, I see. But uh, you can't be the original. Yeah, the Custard Square. <laughs> the original. My God, that is just decadence personified, really, isn't it? Yes. So we are the home of the Den Heath Custard Square. So you can <laughs> indulge in them here. Yes, absolutely. Hey, Di, nice to talk and all the very best for the summer. Thank you, Mike. And remember, if you want to find out more too, the easy place to go and do it is go to our website, which is welovetimaru.nz. And if you're not sure about what to do when you come to this region, as our central South Island region, there are a whole lot of different itineraries and things there that you can have a look at 
and see what fits you. Fantastic. We do love Timaru. We love Timaru.nz. Thank you very much, Di. Thank you, Mike. You're with Kiwi Tripsters. So when you have had your fill of the sights and sounds of Timaru, as in the city, take a bit of a jaunt to some of the charming nearby townships like uh, Pleasant Point, because train buffs absolutely love this place. They do, Chris, and the Pleasant Point Railway and Historical Society has just celebrated its 50th anniversary, but the age of steam still captivates the passions in these parts. Uh, The museum and the railway is a cracker. They've got steam engines. uh, They've also got one of the world's only Model T Ford rail cars. The railway station itself dates back to the 1880s, and um, if you're a train spotter, um, you've probably heard that Pleasant Point has one of New Zealand's best preservation railways. Uh, in the museum, they've got some really cool displays, um, including the most magnificent memorial to the country's worst railway disaster at Tangi Wai. Um, if you want to uh, go for a ride on the trains, they generally operate on most Saturdays and Sundays over the summer holidays. Um, over Christmas, New Year, they'll have uh, the trains operating most days. But it's the most fantastic family fun. It's a two-kilometre-long track, uh, which was previously part of the Fairley to Timaru railway line. But just check out their website, Pleasant Point Trail, for further details on opening times. By the way, right across from the railway on the main street of Pleasant Point, if you're a fan of taxi dermy, and you will be after you've been to Hector Brown's Lounge yeah, Bar in Timaru, say, yeah. <laughs> um, they have got the most incredible taxi dermy shop in Pleasant Point. JD O'Rourke and Sons. It's taxi dermy. Is, there any, is this probably the only one in New Zealand? Well, no, I can't. I don't there there are been. a few. The West Coast has a few. And I think Littleton used to have one. I think they may still have it. But the one in Pleasant Point, it's actually so big. It's two shops, which they've merged into one mega shop. And it's just, it's like a zoo of animals. Oh, stuffed. All sorts of animals. Um, and also, you know, um, trophy kills for hunters. They, they're preserved there. But it's, yeah, quite enthralling. Um, some kids may find it a wee bit creepy. Mm. But I find it quite engrossing. I don't know what that says about me. Have they got lots of sort of animals looking down at you yes. on the wall? Yes, with big bulbous eyes. Yes. yes. Maybe that's where we can put you. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What else you got for me? We've, well, oh no, we've done the center. We've done text demo. Okay, I'm just, yes. I'm just thinking. Because when you said bulging eyes, I was, I was looking at you <laughs> and thinking, okay, thank you. So it's your turn next. Um, all right, twenty minutes or so from Pleasant Point, you've got. Oh, I love Geraldine. I love Geraldine in there. Their Barker's Jam. Thank you. Exactly. You can do mega day trips from Timaru, um, and you've got to go obviously to Geraldine. Chris is quite right. The Barker's. Uh, is um, really Amazing. quite iconic, isn't it? Strawberry jam, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Before you get to Barker's, if you're into your history, uh, you'll want to check out their cinema. It is the most stunning, gingerbread, pretty stone building. It is so, so sweet. Um, the Geraldine Museum is a really nice wee um, uh, classic when it comes to small-town museums, chock full of memorabilia. Um, And one of the nuggets I gleaned from the museum was the local linen flax in Geraldine was produced into ropes that supplied the British Navy in World War II. Who knew? Didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, There's there's so many other kind of 
historical things you can check out when you're in Geraldine, isn't there? There is. Actually, they've got a really good uh, vintage car and machinery museum, which um, has about 2,000 exhibits. 2,000? I know. I was just I didn't bl- know about this Geraldine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's quite incredible how a lot of small towns around New Zealand have the most incredible stash mm. of stuff. And that this is a really good example. And they've got some really interesting wee treasures within their museum. They've got the only surviving 1929 Spartan biplane in the world. Wow. And this was used as an air taxi back in the day across Cook Strait. Um, you can also see the Royal Daimler that spirited a young Queen Elizabeth around New Zealand in 1953 on her first royal tour. That's parked up there. And John Britton's camper van is also there. But yeah, they've got a really strong focus on preserving their district's heritage. And it's a very fine collection of vintage in the Southern Hemisphere. Speaking of preservatives, probably a bad segue. but yeah, I do wanna, That's I, very good. What's my best I can do? Barker's time. Thank you. I do, let's, I do want to take us back to Barker's, yes. if I can, just for one moment, because I do love it. And it is a bit of an institution. And mm. I know there's uh, there's even people in Christchurch that love to partner with this company yep. because they are, they, are, they are so iconic. And it's not just the jams, is it? They do more than that. They certainly do. And they are continually evolving and expanding their product range. Uh, at last count, I think they've got 600 items in their product range. So you've wow. got your juices, your jams, they do smoothies, chutneys, sauces, preserves, you name it. And they, um, they've they opened quite recently this brand new food store and eatery um, in Geraldine. So previously it was more like just a tasting room. Mm. They now have added the eatery uh, to the offering. So... You can have lots of complimentary tastings from the tasting stations. Mm. And then if you want to have a deeper dive with all things Barkers, um, you can sit down for a meal and all of their uh, goodies are integrated into their menu. That's a very good idea, isn't it? Having a company that actually sort of serves food, but with all the stuff that they do as well. Yeah. Well, the thing I'm surprised there's not many companies that do that kind of stuff. it, It is... Actually, a very simple concept, isn't it? But, yeah, genius. And what I've heard a number of people say recently to me who have been there is it actually, by eating in at the Barker's store, um, it actually fueled their inspiration on all the sorts of things you can do with Barker's products Mm. at home when you're cooking. Mm. So it will give you all sorts of ideas. And also, can I just say, I mean, this is a New Zealand company. Yeah. It's a South Island company. It's iconic. When you're at the supermarket, instead of getting your cheap stuff that might be made in Australia, you know, go and get some Barkers and stuff because it's, in in fact, it's because it's better quality as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I swear by Barkers lemon, honey and ginger over winter. Do you? Uh, If I get a bit of a cough or a cold, um, that's my go-to. Absolutely. My go-to every day is the strawberry or raspberry jam. In fact, my flatmate made a cheesecake and used the strawberry jam as its topping. Nice. And then told everybody he made it himself. But that's okay <laughs> because it does sort of taste quite um, natural and nice. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. um, that's our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've really in- enjoyed this. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, on the Facebook page. The show notes, as always, are available on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. Thank you very much, Chris. If you want to find out more about Timaru, by the way, go to welovetimaru.nz. We'd love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice, and we'll catch you again in a couple of weeks for a fresh episode. Take care. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. 
Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Travels.